Good morning and Happy New Year, Anchor Nation. This is Aaron Rollins, your host on Southeast Third. Got a little rise against for you to get the day started. Uh, you're probably wondering what I'm doing uh, on this episode today. But before we get started, let's uh, drop this. We're live and ad-free on Southeast Third. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you being here. We are going to get started with this. I'm supposed to be in training this morning uh, from 8 to 4.30 or some trash like that. I can't recall. And uh, me and the guys that I, and guys and gals that I'm with, we're all sitting around waiting for the, the freaking guy to show up. Turns out he's not going to be here till 11. He's having car problems. And I asked about that when I was, you know, trying to find out what the fuck was going on. And the guy was telling me, he's like, yeah, he's having phone issues too. I'm like, what the fuck you mean he's having phone issues? I didn't say anything, but I, I mean, I just kind of looked at him like, that don't fly, man. But a- anyway, so I passed the word on to the rest of the students in the class because these guys are too busy. They're in meetings. And I let them know that it's like, hey, this guy's not going to be here till 11. Uh, y'all can hang around here, but I'm going the fuck home. So here I am heading back to the house. I'll be leaving at around 1030 on my way back. So I got about an hour and a half. Um, let's talk about what's going on. Over the last, I don't know, five days or a week or whatever the fuck uh, since my last episode. So, New Year, 2023, same old bullshit. Taking care of my mom's dog. I've had the dog for going on two weeks. And uh, his name's Brazzy. He's not the best dog in the world. But he's not a problem for me. You know, he'll scratch me a little bit when he's begging for something. Or he'll whine. Or he doesn't like being by himself. He has anxiety. He's my mom's emotional support animal, which I, I don't understand how he supports her. I guess she just doesn't like being lonely because he's an emotional drain. He doesn't give me any emotional support. I enjoy having him. He's a nice dog. We play. I take him walking. But he is giving me more headache than I need. And uh, I hit my sister up and was like, hey, can you take this dog for the last couple of days? I don't. Mom doesn't need someone to watch him for much longer. And she's like, no, we're already having enough trouble with Oscar. And I was like, damn it, man. Got to find somebody else because I can't, I can't keep this dog for another week with, with Jamie. All right. So Jamie's a problem with the dog or the dog's a problem with Jamie. Let's go there. Yeah. Cause people have more importance than animals. I'm sorry if you don't feel that way. I do. My brother had a very good point. He's like, dogs are not people. People take priority. Yeah. He's, he's right. I'll, I'll save a person's life before I save an animal's life. Um, moving forward. So with this dog, uh, she doesn't like the way he smells. He starts panting. He has a funky smell. I think he's got some bad teeth. I've been giving him these dentist sticks to try to help him out with that. It, I guess, you know, it only works for a little while. He whines. She doesn't like that. He follows her around. She doesn't like that. She's tripped over him. I've tripped over him. The thing is, is that I, I don't get pissed off about it, but she does. She's been feeling shitty. Her, her female issues are, are flaring up. Um, she's got, you know, different hormonal imbalances, shit and shit. And, you know, I think I kind of take that for granted because I don't have that problem. Um, she's been battling with that for years now. And I'm telling you, man, she'll get pissed off about the smallest thing when she's driving. When she's driving, some guy behind her was trying to scoot up and get past her. And she changed lanes and he got pissy and was like giving her these looks and stuff like that. And she got pissy because of how he looked at her. I'm like, you, you're making a mountain out of a mohill. What are we doing with this? 
You know, one day you're, you're going to get pissed off at the wrong person. Your car's going to get shot at. Anyway, so she doesn't like having the dog around. She wants to get rid of him. She was getting mad at me because I couldn't tell her when we're going to get rid of him. And I was like, I, if I knew when my mom could take the dog back, I would tell you. She's not giving me a whole lot. I know she's seeing the doctor today. She's recovering from her surgery. They're going to talk about her recovery plan after they take the cast off. They put a cast on her foot. She's been doing what they've asked her to do with the recovery. And uh, once I know more, you know, we'll move on. But we can't move on until I've got some updates from my mom. You know, the whole point of me taking this dog on was to help her. I even talked to you about it before the dog came up here. You know, and she was like, well, you didn't ask. And she started falling apart crying. I'm like, you got to rein this shit in. I'm doing a good thing for somebody very close to me. And I, I'm the, like one of the only people she has left to ask. My, my brother can't take on another animal. They've got plenty of animals as it is and plenty of people in that house. My sister can't take on an animal. They've got an animal of their own. That's a puppy that they're trying to train. And they've got a bunch of kids in the house, too. Who else is my mom going to fucking ask? She can't ask any of her neighbors. They're not willing to do it. So she asked her kids, people that she's supposed to fucking rely on. I mean, I I don't like that I'm having to fucking explain this. And it's a recurring pattern that I have to explain things that I feel like are common sense or easy to figure out. She's asking me. She, I care about her. She cares about me. She's asking me for a personal favor. Why would I say no? Because you don't like the goddamn dog? Because it's inconveniencing you? I, what, that's not a fucking issue for me. Even if it did inconvenience me, I'm not going to fucking say no. It's not a big deal. It's not hurting me. It's not costing me a shitload of money. It's not making me have to, to put other things uh, on hold. You know, I'm not having to like cancel a vacation or cancel a trip or get out of work for this. So it's a no-brainer. It's easy to watch a goddamn dog. Now, I'm putting all this shit on Jamie. I'm blasting her, right? So the neighbor down a couple of houses from us gave me some shit about walking the dog. And this, this really bugged me because... I've lived in so many places where there have been dogs. Dogs have walked. Dogs have pissed. Dogs have shit all over the place. Nobody gives it a second thought. Now, people will complain and say, hey, man, pick up your dog shit. But nobody has said, hey, don't walk him on my property. And that's what this motherfucker did. And I talked to my guys in the group chat, and I was like, hey, this uh, this Karen came at me, but it was a man. And he was asking me about, you know, or not asking me. He was telling me, uh-uh, don't have that dog on my yard. Blah, blah, bliggity, blah. And, you know, he does this whole thing. And um, according to the guys, well, that's a kin. So this kin raises a stink about me walking the dog on his grass. And I'm like, he's just pissing. Look at him. He's not taking a shit. So this is not necessary what you're doing right now. He's like, I don't want the dog in my, my yard. And, you know, it's his yard. I got to respect his wishes. So I was like, hey, this isn't necessary. I'm going to walk away. So I walk away. And he's watching me as I walk away. And ever since then, I've walked back over there. But you know, I've realized this has gone way the wrong direction. I need to be a good neighbor. I need to be mature about this and be like, look, that really didn't go the way it should have went. I got rude because I felt like you were being rude to me. It's your property. I need to respect your wishes. The dog won't walk on your property anymore. It won't happen again. All right? We good? We square? Let's move forward. That's a conversation I'm going to have to have with him. 
Um, I think I'm going to wait until the dog is gone. That way, you know, he is um, assured that he doesn't have to worry about us taking a shit in his grass. And I'm the type of dude that, you know, if it really is a problem for you, I'll clean it up. It's just dog shit. I've had to do way worse than dog shit. Um, I've cleaned up human shit. It's been a while since I've had to do that, but I've had to do it, by God. So, I, I mean, he was just being shitty for no reason. And I saw that he had some military tags on his vehicles. I don't know if he was Army or Air Force, but he was definitely one or the other. So, I kind of think that he's either used to living on base or he's used to being um, the big dick in charge. But he, he straight came at me like I was a kid. And I'm like, bro, that's the wrong way to talk to me. So, you know, I was tired. I, I really wasn't giving it 100% when we were talking. But I was ready to get shitty back. And I was like, you know what? This ain't worth it, man. Just keep walking. So now I'm going to have to go back. And I'm going to have to patch things up. Because I need to be a good neighbor. I'm here for a few months longer. So, you know, I don't need to cause any friction. And, you know, just squash this shit while I can. That's the mature thing to do. The fucking childish thing that's like screaming inside of me is go kick on his fucking door and be like hey bitch don't ever fucking talk to me like that again that i'm not i'm not gonna do that that's that's how cops get involved and i don't need that shit in my life so anyway i'm getting it from jamie i'm getting it from the fucking neighbors around there's goddamn cats that are they're fucking patrolling our property there was a cat this morning i couldn't believe this but i mean i saw it at first i was like is that a cat or a raccoon or a possum because I'm, you know, a good distance away, and I can't really see. And, um, you know, the dog's sitting there staring at it. We're in our backyard. We're in our backyard. And the dog's sitting there staring at it as if it's on top of one of our fence lines. Um, the fence line that is facing the front yard, and it's got the gate door on it. And I don't know how that cat got up there, but apparently it was already in the backyard. I stepped out there with the dog to let him piss that morning. And uh, the cat had jumped up on the fence while we crossed... When we came around the corner, I'm like, how the fuck did that thing get there? Uh, did it come from the, the, the front yard to the back, or was it back here with us? And I'm pretty sure it was back there with us. We just didn't fucking see it. It's like, shit, dude. How, if that was a goddamn snake, it would have bit the shit out of me. I, I straight did not see that bastard. Uh, so anyway, having this dog, I love having him. But apparently nobody else loves him. And I, I mean, I don't get it. It's just a goddamn dog. Now, to, to give Jamie some slack here... She's grown up with outside animals that are larger breeds, medium and large breeds. This is a small breed dog. Their behaviors are incredibly different. They can sleep outside all goddamn day and night. They can last through cold weather. They can last through rain. They can last through hot weather. This dog starts panting if firecrackers go off. This dog starts panting if you leave him alone for too long. He starts panting when he gets in the fucking car to drive with you. He's a nervous wreck the dogs jamie grew up with are not like that so i gotta give her some slack you know she's not used to a needy dog but then again she'll talk shit about him like how he can't be alone or he's a whiny little bitch and you know her cat is is kind of the same and i say kind of she's not noisy she doesn't make noise like brazos does brazos makes noise but her cat is fucking skittish as hell just walking in the house the cat will fucking run just opening a door, just um, sitting into the recliners that they have, the cat will jump and bolt. And I'm like, I know the dog scratched you, but the cat will scratch the shit out of you. A dog will just like 
you know, nick you a little bit. Those cats will draw fucking blood because those claws are goddamn razor sharp. And uh, that fucking cat, you know, that cat's been on my stomach or whatever and something spooked it and it fucking bolted out. And I know it just done the same thing to her and scratched the shit out of her, but she don't complain. You know, she doesn't complain a fucking lick about that goddamn cat. And I, I just don't understand the preferential, you know, treatment here. It's not it's not fair to the dog. But whatever. You know, that seems to be her M.O. as she is uh, preferential to certain things. Um, speaking on that, so this New Year's was awesome for me. I reunited with my friends, uh, David Lasseter and Ryan Munger, Twinette Morgan, um, she's not Morgan anymore. She married Lee McMillan. Uh, Lee was there. Lee McMillan was there. Um, and then I got to meet Ryan Munger's wife. This is his second wife and their kids. Uh, apparently, he took in his brother's children, which I knew that he had extra kids in the house, but I didn't know that they were his older brother's kids. The mom died, and uh, the brother is going to prison, which I didn't fucking know that. Uh, anyway... It was Ryan's birthday on the 31st, um, so I thought it was the 30th, and I thought we were just going to go see him early so that, you know, his birthday plans could be uninterrupted and he could join with family, but instead, you know, it was actually his birthday, and I kind of realized that after Jamie said something, and I was like, oh, fuck, we got to bring the cigars, so I brought the cigars I got from Mexico. We smoked at least half of those bitches. I let them have a couple, um, and I, so I got a few left, and... Uh, Man, it was so good for me to see those guys again. Um, David is not the same David I remember. He still likes to fuck around, and he still likes to, you know, jack with people, and that's fun and all, Um, but he is nowhere near what he used to be, and he he stopped smoking weed. Now, I remember when he smoked weed, he was, like, laid back. He wasn't in a hurry for nothing. He was chill. Um, You know, he wasn't trying to, to fuck with anybody. I just spilled my fucking drink. Damn it. Uh took a turn too hard and the can t- tumped over. Oh, by the way, tump is not a word. <laughs> I remember hearing that from another Texan. I was in boot camp and uh, I don't know what got us on the conversation, but he said, don't tump over that dip bucket. And he's like, tump is not a word. <laughs> where did that, where the fuck, why did you need to know that? Where? Why, why did you look that up? Um, anyway, moving on. So, fuck um i'm a little cranked up today because i I had to get uh energy drink in me to get going this morning and then the fucking we sat around waiting an hour for this goddamn guy to show up nobody bothered to talk to us and let us know that he wasn't gonna fucking be there shit man all you gotta do is text send a fucking text man anyway moving on so it was it was so good seeing ryan and, and and david and twinette you know i haven't seen them in so fucking long twinette still looks good too shit all right damn Anyway, um, so I hadn't seen, I have never met Ryan's kids. Um, I remember, I I remember David's kid Braylon when he was little. Uh, but going back to what I had mentioned a second ago about preferential is that Jamie is not necessarily anti-black. She just avoids black people. Like she didn't hug Twinette. I don't even know if she shook her hand, but she fucking shook everybody else's hand. Um, she hugged Ryan's wife. I know that. Uh, there were a couple of other ladies there. Um, who else was there? Twinette, Ryan's wife. Oh, no, that's wrong. The rest of them were just kids. That's right. Anyway, so I know she didn't hug Twinette. 
And uh, when David showed Jamie a picture of his son, um, he was like handing the phone to her and she didn't grab it. I'm like, okay, maybe you're just afraid of dropping it or whatever, but why? you would have grabbed my phone if I handed it to you. What the fuck? Um, so just some, some shit that I'm like, this is suspect, man. I mean, you got to get over this. You got to get around that, that fucking hesitation. These people are cool. They're not going to hurt you. They're not going to steal nothing from you. And they're not going to say anything offensive. These people I've known my whole fucking life. Um, there, there's no reason to, to act this way. If you're with me, you can let your guard down around these folks. They're on the level. You know, David's never fucking steered me wrong. Yeah, he fucked me when I was a kid, man. We were actually talking about that um, when we were there. I was like, yeah, I still remember when that trash can was over my head and you smashed the shit out of me. I can still picture it right now. It was a, a grayish black trash can that was put over my head and you smashed me in my temple and knocked, made me see stars. I almost went unconscious. <laughs> and when, you know, we went down memory lane a little bit. And then you know, we talked about some more stuff about Braylon, uh, which is David's son, about all of his opportunities. He is going to be a star. Uh, David is training him up. Um, he's He is looking like a grown man already, and he's only 15. Uh, I mean, he's lean, he's muscular, he's growing facial hair. You know, this this cat is going to be somebody. And he's got access to opportunities that none of us have had access to because we weren't athletic like that. Um, David's strong, and fuck, David's still strong. Even though David had a car wreck that fucked his shoulder up, he's still fucking going strong, man. We uh, we did a little game of strength called Mercy where you lock hands up and you try to twist somebody else's arm up. And he's still got it. He's still fucking got it, even though his arm's been b- bashed in. And he, he told me about the nature of his injury. Um, he tore one ligament in his shoulder 70%, and he tore another ligament 30%. So he's got some pretty serious injury. That was five and a half years ago, so it's healed all jacked up, but he's still fucking strong. And so he's talking to us about how he can rehab that, and I gave him some ideas and plans. And bro, I kid you not, I kid you not, David looked me straight in the face He'd been drinking a little bit, so he's probably buzzing. And he says, Doc, you want to do my surgery? I swear to God, I'll let you do my surgery. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Okay, I can do some stuff. Okay, I can stitch people up. I can put a tube in their throat. I can uh, put a tube in your chest if you need to. I have never cut a motherfucker up and fixed something on the inside. Um, that's, that's something I've never done. Okay, so <laughs> if, if you're in that car wreck, and I go back to that end time with you and I check you out then, then I can help you. But you're talking about surgery, bro. I've never done that. So, you know, I said, hey, give me a couple years, man. Let me go through this school and stuff and then we'll talk. But instead, I gave him some uh, some stretches and exercises. It just blew my mind. I was like, he really doesn't know anything about my education. <laughs> he thinks that I'm already a fucking doctor. No, man. No, we didn't do that when I was enlisted. Hell, Ron Munger didn't even do that. He's been in 16 years. <laughs> and I got to talk to him about his military career, which was cool. I got to talk to about to Lee about his military career, which is cool. He was just recently in Egypt. And I've heard some stuff about Egypt over the last couple of days. And I asked Lee about that. And, uh, you know, he confirmed it. I was like, damn, man, I didn't realize like it was going on like that out there. Anyway, so Lee's moving on up. Uh, in the in the army world, and I, I wasn't, I didn't expect him to make that a career. I, you know, these cats that go in, I, I'm thinking they're going to be kind of like me. They're going to get out after five, six, maybe eight years. Nope. Ryan's uh, four years away from twenty. He might get medically retired before then. He's 
He doesn't know. He wants to. He wants to get as much money as he can. That's his whole thing. And then Lee, I, I think he wants to make it a career because he, he loves his job. He loves what he does. It's not the best job in the world, but he, he's doing just fine. So now they're both in the area again. Um, in fact, I was fucking with Ryan about uh, <laughs> about how David lives in Oklahoma, and I was planning to go see him before I was going to go see Ryan, and Ryan's only 35 minutes away. <laughs> uh, what kind of shit is that? Uh, anyway, so it was, it was just really good to see them. We smoked cigars. We took a couple of photos. We fucked around, talked about old times. Um, David told me more stuff about his sexual life than I ever wanted to hear. I just, I just did not see it coming. Um, he, yeah. Anyway. And then Ryan opened up about some of his shit. Apparently, uh, his wife has some, some mood things where she goes through these little depressions, not deep depressions, kind of shallow depressions, but she's depressed. So she doesn't want to do much. She doesn't want to fuck around. She doesn't want to go out and have fun. She just wants to stay around the house, watch TV, and, and kind of go through whatever she's going through. Well, for Ryan, he's like, well, I got needs that need to get met. So what he was telling me is that he was going to these massage parlors. And uh, first things first, you're not getting any hot bitches. That's he made that very clear, <laughs> but he found these massage parlors and he's like, this is what you do. You go in there, you strip down naked and you tell them that you want to start at the lower, lower extremities. You want to start lower body first for your massage. You pay, you know, before you step in there and all that, you pay like 40 bucks, uh, 40 bucks gets you a hand job. Yeah. Um, he said he was in there 30 minutes one time and this woman almost let him put it in her. And I was like, whoa, you're married, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, fuck. Well, I guess for him, you know, he draws the line at, um, having a side relationship. This is just fucking and getting his rocks off. So that's okay for him. I'm like, shit, I thought, I thought I was fucked up for all the stuff that I did. This cat's married. Damn it, boy. They got kids together, but he's got knees, man. And he ain't going to fucking deny him just because his wife doesn't want to get it on. So, um, <laughs> Shit, a couple of other things happened that night that I'm, I don't have time to go into on the podcast, but I, I'll just say, dude, I, I was so glad to see them again. It was fulfilling for me. We talked about people from our past. Apparently, this kid that I grew up on, I grew up with, I had a really heavy crush on his sister. Apparently, he's got gay behaviors now. He's married, getting a divorce, and according to David, who was with him, saw some shit that was very suspect, and he's like, that motherfucker's gay. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't see that coming, but you know, you never know about people. So that was the kind of eye opening for me. And, um, you know, we got to talking and it was really hard to have conversations because everybody was talking over each other and we talk about one thing and then we sidetrack off on something else. Um, Jamie came along. She didn't like the smoking, you know, the smoking cigars, but she had a good time. She talked with Ryan about his idea with, um, saving your sperm. So David is worried. David's worried, like every parent's worried, that his son, with his looks and how physically developed he is, that he's going to fuck up his college opportunities to make a lot of money by getting a girl pregnant. And Ryan Munger's idea was like, okay, you want him to get snipped. David's like, yeah, I want him to get snipped. Well, how about this? Before he gets snipped, this is where I stand. This is Ryan speaking here. Ryan's like, have him save 10, 13, 15 samples of his sperm and freeze them. He'll, he'll he can do all that and he'll put them in all these different locations so that you don't have to worry about losing all your samples. Um, spread them out, 
get them snipped. And then when the right lady comes along and he's like, hey, I can't have kids, but I do have samples of my sperm saved. I've got like a whole bunch. And if you're serious about having a kid with me, then we'll unfreeze them and we'll put those that sperm in you and we'll do an insemination. It's becoming a more common thing because women are, are fed up with all this shit fucking with their bodies when they get put on hormone replacement or when they get on birth control and it jacks with their systems. They're sick of it. And I, I can totally respect that. And when he started talking about freezing sperm, I was like, that's actually a pretty good idea. Um, what I was familiar with was the snipping part. He was like, save your sperm. And when the right lady comes along and y'all are ready to be committed and, and settle down, okay, you want the sperm? Let's figure out the financials and, and get this going. And I was like, yeah, that's that's actually a great idea. Um, and if Ryan's wanting to, to like run a nursing service and lease out nurses um, and assign nurses to different places and negotiate their contracts and take care of them and all that stuff, because that's, that's good money in that. I was like, well, shit, man, if that doesn't work out, open up that clinic. Open up that kind of clinic where y'all where y'all do the procedure and you freeze the sperm and you counsel people on that, um, the risks, the benefits, the pros and cons. Uh, you you would have a very profitable career doing that. I'm like, fuck, man, if he doesn't do it, I just might. I mean, that's that's a fucking fantastic idea because it's got so much impact, not just on the people's lives, but on society as a whole. If you start nipping that shit in the bud, people having unplanned pregnancies Dad's dipping out and not being involved and not paying child support. Single moms raising kids on their own. STDs that come with all that shit. All the health problems. I mean, it's so big that it'll have such a, a financial economic impact. You'll start actually changing the American economy. Um, I, I don't know how. I don't know if it's going to be positive or negative. I just know that it's going to be impactful. So, I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to steal dude's idea, but... I'm like, hey, man, if, if you don't do this shit, I'm probably gonna. <laughs> so anyway, um, it was just really good seeing the guys. It was so good for me, you know, reconnecting to, to some of my roots. Granted, there's and my brother will be the first to tell you there's not some great memories there, but there's some really good memories. You know, we were talking about Darren. Darren died at 26. Um yeah, he was kind of a shithead as a kid, and he kind of stayed a shithead. But, you know, I've known him my whole life. I was tight with his family. You know, when someone dies unexpectedly at a young age, you just can't help but feel bad about the situation. No matter how shitty he behaved, he didn't deserve to die, you know. And we were, we were talking about him. Um, we were at this park on a trip where it was a field trip, and there was a pond that had these little dinosaur reptile pathways on it. And one of the pathways was real narrow. Like only one person could walk across it at a time. And I don't know what possessed Darren to go running across this thing, but David was standing on that walkway and Darren comes charging at that motherfucker. And he says, move David. And David's like, no. <laughs> now Darren was a fat kid back then. David was strong and fat. So you got this, Charging force coming at David with all this momentum, not strength and power, but definitely momentum. Because once once Darren started moving, man, that's three hundred pounds coming at you. Um, but David standing there like, try and fucking move me. <laughs> now before David became, you know, David, he was a damn good lineman. So he's sitting there. David's got his you know posture set up, and Darren's still running at him. Darren's like, David, I said move. David, don't move. 
So Darren goes running and tries to push David out the way, and David just leans in a little bit. Doop. Darren goes flying off that fucking walkway right into the water <laughs> in front of everybody. And, you know, David had a really good point. David defended himself. He fucking stuck to his story. 20 plus years later, he's still sticking to it. He said what he said, but he proved something in that moment that I'm like, okay, I believe him. Coach Glenn hated this motherfucker because Coach Glenn was like one of our administrators. I don't know if he was principal or what at that time, but David was a fucking clown. He liked to act up. He liked to cause problems. He didn't fucking crucify David for that. He actually was like, yeah, I saw it and David didn't do wrong. So if Coach Glenn was willing to be like, you know what? I'm not going to fucking fault him. Then David didn't do anything fucking wrong. It was his family. Karen was there, his mom, which I saw her recently too. She made a big fit about it. And Darren was like, he pushed me because he was embarrassed. But I was like, yeah, you know what? All this time I was unclear of who to believe. And now I'm not anymore. David didn't push that motherfucker. <laughs> I believe him. David didn't. It's just like the Cowboys are always like Des caught it. David didn't push that bastard. That's I'm 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 100% on board with that now. Darren, I'm sorry to to stain your or smear your your honor, your memory, but David didn't push you, man. <laughs> so, anyway, um I guess that's all I got to talk about today. Yeah, the dog should be heading out of here pretty soon. I'm back on scheduler's training. I got to be back there in like an hour or so. Yeah, I'll leave here in an hour. Um and that's that for this week. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, if you're going to take care of a dog, you know, make sure you're ready for the headache. Um, I love this little bastard. He's great, but apparently people around me don't. So I've been sitting in this car long enough. I need to get in the house. I need to get on with my day. Thanks for tuning in to Southeast Third. We did it live and ad-free today. Have a safe new year. Excuse me, I had to kind of catch myself from having a um, a bodily function on air. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate y'all being here. Appreciate y'all tuning in to the, the, the Southeast Third Channel for all the years you've been listening. Be safe out there. Still continue to drink water. I'm Aaron Rollins, your host, and I am signing off.